0: Listening to Faith and Family, I'm Andy Bates. How do we prepare and serve people around the world? What has been the Lutheran churches in uh, service to people in Asia? How do we bring the Word of God uh, to people in Asia? What does that look like today? We have uh, three servants of God's Word to help us look at what is happening today and uh, what has happened in the past to bring the Word of God to the Chinese people. Joining me in studio today, the Reverend Dr. Hank Rowald, his former missionary serving in Hong Kong and Taiwan. Hank, welcome. Thank you. Glad to have you in studio today and talking about uh, these great resources that are being provided in Chinese languages. Also joining us via Skype, the Reverend Dr. Michael Paul. Pastor Paul, welcome.
1: Thank you. Great to be here.
0: Glad to have you with us this morning. And uh, the R- Reverend Carl Hansen. Good morning, Pastor Hansen. Good morning. good morning. Well, uh, to be here. I, I gather I, it's hard to say good morning when uh, you're talking with saints on the other side of the globe as it's evening for uh, for you. But thank you all for spending some time with us. I'd like to learn a little bit about each of you, where you've served and where you're serving today and uh, contributing to uh, preparing these materials, these uh, great resources for the saints uh we'll, we'll start with uh, dr hank robald tell us a little bit about where you served pastor robald and uh and, and what you're up to these days
2: well thank you um my first call out of the seminary actually was to taiwan and uh, we went there uh, on a five-year term and all of a sudden it, it was 20 years and uh we uh Then left Taiwan and went to Hong Kong and spent another 10 years there. And then came back and uh, served with uh, both the mission board and the seminary uh, here in St. Louis for uh, about 12 years. And then uh, all of a sudden, uh, I retired. So here in St. Louis, and at the same time, uh, in my retirement years, I have been blessed to to be able to go back to Taiwan, or the region, actually, and um, uh, uh, teach in the seminary over there, as well as other odds and ends uh, uh, involvements, including uh, involvement in the translation of Martin Luther's works. What led you to consider
0: the vocation of missionary and and serve in in Asia?
2: You know, in those days, uh, Andy, um, there was not a whole lot of involvement by students in the call process. It's different from today. And so I sort of had a a sense that I'd be heading overseas somewhere uh, because I was asked, uh, would... Is there any reason why you would not consider such a call? And how do you answer that? (laughs) Uh, So, uh, of course, we said yes and uh, uh, came call day and uh, our name was called and Taiwan was uh, linked with our name. So we considered it. My my view of that uh, considered that as something that uh, the church uh, seminary uh, together uh, uh, put together, and at the same time that was the way the spirit worked in those days, and I had just absolutely no doubts about that at all. What was
0: most challenging for uh, for you in in your work and your vocation as a missionary and uh, learning? Uh, about the culture of living in, in a different culture than what you grew up in?
2: The um, pro- most difficult thing, I suppose, for any person uh, doing mission work in another culture is learning language. And Chinese is a very different language from English, it's a different cultural um, uh, body, it's got its own history, it's got its own mindset. That was that was a long, tough process, and uh, it still continues. Uh, people ask me how long it took to learn, and I'd say, well, it's been about 50 years now. <laughs> and it's true, mm-hmm. because you do still keep learning. And at the same time, uh, that was the most uh, critical uh, thing, because you can't talk to people unless you can talk to people in, 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 on their terms, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of satisfaction now that the pain uh, was was uh, gone through, and uh, I'm thankful to the Lord for the process that allowed me time to do
0: that. Describe the the Lutheran Church in Asia uh, in the past, in during the time that you were serving, and and how that has uh, it has that changed over time, and what that looks like today.
2: In the past, in Asia. Uh, there were probably two areas where L, uh, LCMS had uh, significant ministry, and one was India and one was China. And uh, uh, we're in, not really in either one of those now, in part because China went through a revolution uh, taken over by uh, communist uh, Uh, party, which uh, had no use for religion or for Westerners either. And India also went through independence and uh, kind of uh, a little resistant to uh, involvement by outsiders. Um, So um, what you have is a bunch of missionaries who uh, had no place to do their mission work so uh you can trace a lot of the mission work that lcms has to that time uh post-world war ii when all of a sudden uh these china missionaries went to taiwan they went to hong kong they went to the philippines they went to korea uh all of these started post-world war ii uh japan as well and uh, uh uh so the churches are much younger now than uh, the churches we had been part of at the same time we are actively involved in a bunch of different cultures there pastor paul tell us about where you serve today and
0: uh, and the people that that you get to serve each day
1: uh yes i'm a i'm a theological educator here in taiwan and so I teach uh, at China Lutheran Seminary and also uh, in the congregations of the China Evangelical Lutheran Church. Um, I've been here this time for a little over two years. What led you to consider this vocation serving
0: in Taiwan?
1: Well, a little bit different than than Dr. Roald. Um, uh, my fa- I was actually born in the Philippines. My parents were missionaries. Uh, we came back before I was a year old. Uh, but my father and our family continue to be involved in cross-cultural things. My brother went to a short-term trip and he was after my second year at Concordia Seward that I had a chance to go with him, had to come back early from that. So I had a chance to go to Taiwan then. And ever since then, the last 30 years, I've just surrounded myself with Chinese, whether it's in taiwan on a lot of trips or my first call out of the seminary was to macau near hong kong and um, i served a chinese congregation in indiana for four years and now i'm back in taiwan again
0: Uh, pastor hansen tell me about where you serve today and the people you serve
3: yeah thanks andy it's a, a real pleasure to join you this morning and um, my family and I live in Hong Kong. We've been there 13 years, uh, and this is actually the start of my 25th year uh, serving in Asia. Uh, we served uh, a total of eight years in Taiwan before that, and then I had been a volunteer youth minister with the uh, Lutheran Church Missouri Synod back in the in the mid 80s. So, uh, prior to seminary education, so. We, um, yeah, we are just blessed to be a part of uh, a lot of different things. I've uh, been uh, involved and had an opportunity to not only be a part of our China work and our greater China work in Taiwan and Hong Kong and throughout the region, but also uh, supporting our missionaries, our partner churches and schools that are throughout uh, East Asia and uh, Southeast Asia, so...
0: What would you say are the, the needs of the the people you're serving today in Hong Kong?
3: Well, I think uh, today Hong Kong is very different uh, than when our work first began. A lot of uh, the work in Hong Kong originally was with the refugees that, as Hank mentioned, were streaming out of China at uh, the end of World War II, about 1949, 1950. And um, Hong Kong today is an extremely different place. It's uh, about seven million people, uh, very uh, prosperous economy, and really the the jewel of China's uh, economy. So it's a, a vibrant place. The church there, the Lutheran Church, Hong Kong Synod is very active in its congregational life and in um, its schools. There's about 40 local schools with 18,000 kids in them each day. And then there are Lutheran social services with over 40 sites and a 1,000 uh, social workers. So many opportunities there to to see and um, realize how God is working in, in that city uh, as well as throughout the region. Yeah.
0: And Dr. Paul, tell me about uh, theological education. You, you mentioned earlier that uh, you serve in theological education. Tell us about theological education in uh, and, and particularly the, uh, the resources that are used in theological education today.
1: Sure. Um, well, here in Taiwan, uh, theological education in the Lutheran Church is centered at China Lutheran Seminary, which is supported by six Lutheran church bodies here in Taiwan. And the LCMS uh, is a part of that. Uh, there are two professors that serve there, Dr. Stephen Oliver and myself uh, right now uh, on the faculty. And um, uh, theological education is is crucial for uh, the church anywhere uh, in Taiwan as well uh, to train the leaders, especially, you know, at China Lutheran Seminary we focus – on, uh, on the gospel, which is so needed in Asian churches where so often uh, the law is what's predominantly heard in the churches, and uh, so theological education helps uh, uh, the church leaders uh, to be able to articulate clearly God's word of, of the free gift of salvation in Christ. And so uh, the resources um, that uh, the churches work to uh to help with theological education are focused primarily on that. Uh, as Lutherans, we understand so clearly uh, salvation by grace through faith. And um, we, we want to make sure that the leaders are able to have resources uh, for their own study and also to give to their church members so that they can be certain of their salvation in Christ.
0: So tell me about the process of, uh, of bringing about these resources. Is it a matter of translating resources that are already used in, um, in other languages in English or in German or Latin? Um, tell me about the resources and, and how you come about those.
1: Well, yes, uh, initially, um, a lot of what is needed is that the translation of resources and, uh, I work mostly, uh, with projects to translate from English, but sometimes, uh, People, if they're fluent in German or something, other languages could be used as well. The goal is that through translated resources, then leaders are trained and and become very uh, sharp in the understanding of God's word that they can write their own. Uh, that's that communicates much better. But uh, to a large extent, uh, a lot of the resources are need to be translated right now, and it's uh, it's quite the process. And what what so often happens is that <clears throat> here in Asia, the church workers work so hard. Uh, they're so diligent and uh, it's difficult, uh, you know, especially for the best, the best translators and editors to to get them to, to, to carve out the time to work on these projects. And so uh, it's it's a very challenging job to translate. You know, you need to be, uh, first of all, very good in, in the initial language, say English. Uh, then you need to be good at Lutheran theology. You need to have a, a careful mind, attention to detail then you need to be good in Chinese, not just in general, but also be able to write fluently. And then you kind of need just what I like to call a sixth sense of just, of just having a knack for being able to, uh, to, to translate you know, concepts and ideas from one language to the other. And, and of course, there's no one person that does that. So translation is always a team of several people working together. And it, it's, it's really challenging.
0: Hank, when you were serving in uh, Taiwan or Hong Kong, what were the resources available to you? How did you go about um, teaching or preaching or, or, or serving, uh, serving the Word of God to the people?
2: Well, <clears throat> um, a lot of resources, uh, because the history, sorry, is, is so long in the Chinese world, uh, a lot of resources were, have been available for some time. Uh, When I went there, of course, the Bible had been been there for 100-plus years, but uh, uh, the uh, Book of Concord had been translated and uh, other basic resources like that. Uh, One uh, little bit of uh, uh, a problem that uh, that I had was when I went to Taiwan, I was asked to... uh, learned the taiwanese language which is really a very regional language and not the national language and uh, resources in that language were very limited so uh, most important resource i had was the two ears that god gave me <laughs> uh, listening to how pastors uh, were preaching the gospel and how they articulate that in a, uh, in in uh, not always formal ways, but very clear important down to earth ways
0: um, so you had the resources a trained pastor would need in order to to preach and teach uh, to serve as a pastor to serve as a missionary right the the resources needed today that we're talking about with with dr. Paul are resources to train future pastors future church workers to to raise them up uh, people who are uh, who, whose who's, uh, heart language is the language of the people.
2: Exactly. And it's a critical task. At the same time, we do want to, to for Martin Luther uh, to have his voice be part of the mix, mm-hmm. especially in this Reformation year. And so that is one of the major projects still going on and probably will for a, a few years yet. <laughs> What are the, the resources that, uh, that you all
0: are currently working on uh, to, to provide these uh, great resources for theological education? Uh, who would like to start with that? Do you, do you want to start with that,
2: Hank? Well, I, my uh, involvement has been pretty much uh, limited to the Luther's Works Project. I think Mike uh, is involved in uh, a, a significant variety of resources. Mike might be the better way to start. Dr. Paul? Yeah.
1: Well, sure. Uh, certainly, uh, Dr. Roll just mentioned, Chinese edition of Luther's works is a huge project. And it's as he mentioned, it's going to take many years uh, into the future. The, it's a 15-volume project, and there, there are uh, four, almost five, that are done right now, but still a long, long ways ahead. Uh, two other big projects right now are um, a translation of Concordia, the Reader's Edition, The Book of Concord, uh, the Lutheran Heritage Foundation is funding. It's a big project, of course, and also um, a, a new Chinese Lutheran hymnal. Um, And that's a a large project as well. Other than that, I might just go down a list here, Um, a biography of of Luther. Uh, There's other ones, but there'll be a new one this year, the 500th anniversary, of course, Uh, Reading the Bible with Understanding. Uh, China Lutheran Seminary here in Taiwan just published a wonderful uh, translation of Luther's Galatians commentary, his 1535 commentary. Uh, They also published uh, a book called Early Luther, uh, the Wisconsin Synod, their, their office in Hong Kong, just uh, published two of the People's Bible commentaries on Luke and the Pastoral Epistles, and they have a, a big doctrinal book for God's Love the World that hopes to be out in December. Um, the LCMS uh, is supporting this hymnal project, and they also um, we almost have published now text, music, and context, which is a very practical resource to help church workers to select hymns uh, for Sunday worship. Uh, so those are some of the things that uh, that I'm aware of, and uh, I'm always trying to to encourage and and uh, keep all the our partners uh, that are working with this uh, moving forward into the future.
0: Pastor Hansen, tell us about your involvement
3: yeah i think uh pastor paul just mentioned a key point and and one of that is coordination um a lot of what i do in hong kong is uh connected with the the hong kong synods literature department and that's just keeping a kind of ongoing list of all the various projects and all the various uh entities and individuals who are a part of these these um efforts um because it's really it's really not possible for one person or one uh even one publishing house to be able to keep it all and uh, keep it all on track but uh when we work together it, it really um is amazing the piece that uh i've been more involved with has been with the obviously the chinese edition of luther's works and what makes it so unique is that uh, the project involves not only people from outside of China, but also inside of China. So there are scholars and individuals that work on it uh, on translating the pieces and then editing the pieces and then having them read by folks both on uh, from both inside and outside of China. So, it's really a very complicated task and has taken us a, quite a while to just publish the four volumes that are currently in print, uh, with one more that's hopefully going to be finished this this fall yet. Um, but then the, uh, there's only currently two of those editions are published and available in, in mainland China, and we hope that the... The next three will also be able to be similarly provided and published there as well. So, but that involves uh, working with a national publisher um, out of Shanghai and uh, host of all kinds of uh, challenges to that work. So,
0: are there particular keys to to making these resources available, are there there are things that that perhaps Westerners not, might not think of when it comes to making resources available to uh, to those in China?
3: Well, of course, as Pastor Paul mentioned already, just the the process of having someone that is equipped and able to. Utilize the language that they're translating from, as well as articulate in the language that they're translating to. So it's really developing those people uh, and working with uh, groups over time to to have them be able to um, grasp the concepts and the nuances of the of Luther's theology, which is in itself a kind of lifelong. Um, Uh, Effort in itself. I think another piece that uh, that really uh, requires a lot of uh, time that people don't really realize is our own ability to work in that native language. As Hank mentions, it's fifty-some years he's been learning Chinese, and and I think any of our our folks that are uh, equipped to serve in the Chinese world would say you're never really finished here. You're constantly in language learning mode, um, and that's just uh, so critical for this kind of work.
0: For Westerners who have who who are not familiar with Chinese languages, what what would you say is uh, most difficult for uh, for Westerners in in terms of learning and and learning the the Chinese languages and and, and translating as well? What what was most challenging for you, Carl?
3: Well, the most the most difficult thing is, uh, you know, the Chinese language is a character-based system. So, you're not learning an alphabet. You're learning uh, each ideograph. Each uh, character is a uh, is a is a little puzzle in itself. And uh, to, so, uh, once we we've mastered the ability to to, to listen and then to speak it's a whole nother challenge to be able to identify and then uh, effectively use those characters because um, you need uh, it's typically considered uh, common that a college student would need somewhere between three or a working knowledge of three or five thousand three3,000 3, or five thousand characters. Um, so definitely translating, uh, the Chinese language, uh, Lutheran uh, theology into Chinese languages, uh, probably that and maybe more. Um, so, yeah, the the most challenging thing then is also to realize that outside of China, uh, well, mainly in Taiwan and Hong Kong and Singapore, uh, the the use of the Chinese characters are in the traditional style. Whereas uh, mainland China and uh, most college campuses on the U.S. today use a simplified character based system, um, which then complicates the challenge of of translating because you need kind of both both styles to to communicate to uh, Chinese people everywhere. So
0: we have just about a minute left. Dr. Paul, where do we hope uh, where do you hope to go from here? What resources have been made available? What are you continuing to work on?
1: Well, <clears throat> what I'm uh, per, uh, personally working on is Lutheranism 101. Uh, I've decided I wanted to to do my best to edit that, uh, uh, to to look at the translation myself, and then I I'm not able to get into good Chinese, but um, but to try to make sure this gets this is our basic Lutheran theology and just get that as clear as possible and as as readable as possible. So that's that's one of my big challenges right now. Uh, but otherwise, just to continue um, to encourage uh, the different players that are involved in doing this and keep coordination, as as Pastor Hansen mentioned, um, and uh, and get the resources out there. You mentioned earlier, the challenges. Uh, you know they're they're produced in all kinds of different places, but then it's hard to get the resources from one place to the other. Anytime I take an airplane flight, I'm I'm taking a whole bunch of books with me to get them to different places. So uh, just to increase coordination and uh, and make them available to people to use. Hank, where do we go from here?
2: Well, I, I was just going to add uh, one more uh, concern that we have, and that is we've been talking mostly about training uh, uh, future leaders. Um, One of the reasons that, uh, one of the things that prompted the Luther's Works Project was the desire to get uh, Christianity and the Lutheran uh, gospel uh, into China, where uh, missionaries can go only on a limited basis, and where you can go and stay is very limited. Um, The church is very tightly controlled there, and... uh, what uh, we're looking for is ways by which the gospel can uh, enter china uh, without uh, the fear that uh, it's part of a some kind of a control package from the outside uh, and uh, that's what we're doing with luther's works bibles cannot be cannot be uh, sold publicly luther's works can interesting and so the gospel and And other works too but uh we're 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 uh, uh, investing ourselves uh in a project to uh direct the gospel to a uh, billion plus people hmm.
0: well, certainly daunting, but with the the uh, with the lord's help it shall be done huh it shall be done. <laughs> Gentlemen, we are all out of time. I thank you for your time today and uh, God's blessings on this project, the the work that you are doing. Certainly a noble task. Dr. Hank Rowald, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank Uh, you. Dr. Michael Paul, thank you for being my guest today. You're welcome. Uh, Pastor Carl Hansen, thank you so much for being my guest today.
2: Mm -hmm. My pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to Faith and Family, produced by Worldwide KFUO the official broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Your support is vital for this program to continue. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518, or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO.